Hello and welcome to the Battle Line Podcast, where we have conversations on that collision of space between community, faith, and culture. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Satterley, and here with me is the Director of Publications, my co-host on this podcast, and my co-host in life, Major Jamie Satterley. How are you doing today, Jamie? I am doing excellent. So today we're going to do something a little bit different than our, our normal format. So uh, as you've probably heard, there's been some uh, national attention on a revival that began on February 8th during chapel at Asbury University. Uh, and since the beginning of that revival, there have been people um, who have just been traveling from some of them from very great distances to uh, this small town in Wilmore, Kentucky. At one point, over 50,000 people had come into this small town, uh, I think at at one point they might've ended up having to like say, nobody else can come in here. <laughs> this town, the small town can't hold the number of people who are just trying to get there to experience um, what was happening in that place. So you might be, you, if you're a listener of this show, you'll be uh, aware that majors Paul and uh, Elma Kane are the student, the directors of all of the Salvation Army activities there. They've been here on this podcast. Um, they lead the the Salvation Army's uh, student ministries that happen there, and they've gathered testimonies for us from some of these Salvationist students. Um, and as of the time of this recording, um, the public meetings have kind of concluded um, with the National Collegiate Day of Prayer. Um, so, of course, you know, that doesn't mean they were like, uh, spirit, stop moving. Eh. Like the spirit of God is still on that place, but they've moved into a little bit of a different way that this is all playing out. Um, and so we just wanted to make this available for you so that you could hear from Salvationist students who have been a part of this experience that's happening there. So you could hear it firsthand from them of what the Lord is doing in their life. So the voices that you're about to hear are from Salvationist students from all four of the U.S. territories that are attending Asbury University. They're going to share their testimony about what God is doing in their lives and in the hearts of those at Asbury University and around the country and around the world who have been touched by the Spirit. So hear these, and uh, we'll catch you at the end. Okay, who are you, and what's your major, and where are you from? Hi, I'm Bobby Lynn Carr. I'm a freshman here at Asbury. I'm from Alexandria, Virginia, and I study social work. My name is Reed Brunel. I'm a senior this year, graduating in April. I'm from Ocean County, New Jersey, and my major is social work. My name is Andrew Johnson. I am a sophomore here at Asbury. I am from Detroit, Michigan, and uh, I am majoring in Christian ministry. My name is Mackenzie. Um, I'm a freshman here at Asbury. Um, my hometown is Seattle, Washington, and um, I'm studying marketing here at Asbury. Um, I'm Olivia Shields. Um, I am a junior at Asbury um, studying Bible theology. And I am from currently um, Holland, Michigan. My name is Mary Beth Durham. I am currently from Louisville, Texas, and I am a music education major. My name is Elijah Stouter. I'm a junior here at Asbury University. Uh, I currently live in Carmel, Indiana, um, and I am also a Christian ministries major. How did you first hear about what was happening at Hughes Auditorium? So I didn't go to chapel that morning. Um, so I went to class, and during class I could hear praises coming from upstairs and some of my friends texted me 
they're like, man, chapel is still going. And I was like, what? What's going on? They're like, yeah, it's a revival. And I had studied Asbury's 1970 revival, and I had been skeptical as to if that could happen in today's world with our generation. Um, but I asked my professor if I could go up and uh, just be in that moment instead of being in class, and he let me go. So I went upstairs to the auditorium, and as soon as I stepped foot in Hugh's auditorium, I knew it was a real revival that was going on. And it was just, it, it was incredible. I was not expecting to to walk into that, nor was I expecting to stay in Hugh's auditorium 10 hours after that moment. I first heard about well, the revival happening in Hughes through messages on my phone. Because I'm a social work major, I have to do practicum, which is kind of like student teaching, but social work wise. So I was at my practicum placement and my hall that I live on, they were sending messages like, hey, come to Hughes, you gotta get to Hughes. Soon the SASF group chat, come to Hughes, come to Hughes. Dr. Brown, our president, sent an email, come to Hughes, the spirit is moving. like. If you have class, kind of just do what the Lord says. Like, if you need to go to class, go to class. But, like, you are welcome to join us in Hughes. And so I had to then go to work after practicum, which was unfortunate. But then after work around 5.45 when I got back to campus, I was able to go to Hughes. I was able to just sit in the spirit and relax and pray and sing and just experience what was going on. I was a part of a group of students that stayed and one of the reasons why I stayed was because um, it was the same person that spoke the last chapel I'd been to the week before. And he was really like touching on my heart. And I'd just been through a wilderness. And yeah, I stayed because I just wanted to continue to feel God. And then I had a pull on my heart. So I went to the altar. I prayed with a fellow Salvationist here. And I felt okay. And so I left because the live music had already taken a break. And so I felt like, okay, time to go to class. Uh, one o'clock hit and my second class hit. And one of my friends was like, chapel's still going on. And I was like, really? And so I didn't have the strong pull everyone else had. I was just like, I don't know. So I had my books on the table, but I was still standing there like ready to go. And then. My teacher was like, if you feel led, then you can go. So packed up my stuff, went to Hughes. And then the second I got to Hughes, put my stuff down. But then the people I had went to Hughes with scattered all over. So I sat down and I just prayed. And I was like, God, what am I doing here? Because I felt like I made a mistake. And then out of nowhere, these two people, I had no clue who they were, just came over to me. And we just started praying. and like God broke down a wall and we prayed over the loneliness I'd been feeling and just instantly I was hit with this like pure joy. It was a really cool intimate moment. We all gathered to the front, all that were there because it was still pr pretty small and this guy named George got down on the ground with his guitar and we sung this song where the words are, you give me joy down deep in my soul. And that was one of the very first moments I could just fully sing from the bottom of my heart and then from there I stayed <laughs> for multiple hours I put um my whole schedule went out the window I would stay and then I'd leave when I absolutely had to 
coming right back and um I am way more um happier with what I decided to do. Can you describe what's happening on and around the campus? I mean the easiest answer is to just say a revival. That's obviously not my own words, but it's the only way to to really say it. There is a there is a revival happening on campus. There is something different. It is drawing people into Hughes, into the chapel, and just people are on fire for the Holy Spirit. And people are coming and they're worshiping. And there, I have seen every expression of every fruit of the Spirit, which I've seen before, but I've never seen it all happen in one place. So like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, like everything. The first day that I was there, I saw this guy just walk up behind another guy, tap his shoulder when he turned around and gave him a hug and said like, I'm so sorry for anything I've ever done to you. And that was crazy. Like there's been such radical forgiveness and prayer of enemies and prayer of friends, but like the fact that people are praying for their enemies fervently, like usually when we say pray for your enemies, the people that walk away say a quick prayer and then they're, they check it off. But like people are actually praying for anyone on their mind. And it's so amazing. Like everyone is filled with the spirit right now. I think it's okay to describe this as undescribable. Um, the feelings that people are having here at Asbury um, are because the Lord is working in tremendous ways. Um, I know a lot of people have heard what's going on and how this all started. Um, but for me, I think God is meeting a lot of students and young adults in places where it's really dark and it's really hard to get out of. And God is just plucking them, pulling them up and loving them. And a lot of people are feeling that love and feeling his presence of peace Um and we just want to spread that. So I think that's what's what's happening here on campus. So everyone uh, would use the word revival as um, the word to describe it. But I would say more now at this point that it's an enlightenment. Um, because it's not only happening here in Hughes Auditorium, but now with the overflow sites and everything and people coming from all over the place. Um, I had first heard that uh, one of my friends was coming from Louisville, and I thought that was a far drive. And then my dad drove from Detroit, and um, then people just, after that, people just started coming and visiting the campus. And so it's uh, not only happening in our hearts here on campus, but it's happening around the world, too. And so it's just been great on campus to be able to welcome people here uh, to experience what we experienced. And so we had the first two days was really just us as students pouring into each other and getting to know each other better. Um, and just when we were in there, just as students, there was no such thing as a stranger. We, we got to know each other and it's just really building stronger bonds on campus, which is what we've needed for a long time. What has the Lord been speaking to your heart during this time? 
the Lord has been putting a lot on my heart um, over the past uh, week and a few days. I've struggled a lot with my path and one of the days that they were having a short testimony time and this woman comes up and she um, says that God has put a word on her heart and the word was Durham and that's my last name and so I was like oh like that must be somebody else's last name but I was thinking nobody else has that last name here except me and my brother um, and so I was like I'll, I'll give it a second maybe somebody else will go up. A few minutes went by and nobody else went up. So I went up and said to them, and I was like, hey, my last name's Durham. Like, this is crazy. Like, hi. <laughs> I didn't really know what to say. And she um, she asked me, uh, like, what, what I was planning on doing next, like, after college. Like, what are my next steps in life? And I was like, well, I really don't know. Like, I'm a music ed major, but I really don't know what's next. And uh, to be honest, I was struggling seeing if music education was the right major for me and was the right path for me. And she gave me a scripture verse, and the scripture verse was Psalm 77. And in the addressing line, since it's a psalm, in the address line, it was for the director of music. And in, in my Bible, in my translation, it was for the choir director. So that really just put on my heart that I really, God really wants me to continue learning how to teach music and how to allow others to worship through music and um, see God's holiness through music. For me, um, it's been just a great reminder of his love um, for, like God's love for his people. For a while now, I've been struggling with um, just healing from traumatic things that I experienced recently. And I've just been anxious and overwhelmed by both the amount of growth that's happened, but also just my fears and what could happen again. And Thursday, Thursday night, an officer approached me um, and she told me, like, God had spoken to her, um, telling her to come talk to me, to come find me and talk to me. And she said, in God's words, he said to her, like, somebody broke her heart. Somebody has left her feeling broken and worthless um, and unloved and unimportant. And he said that, um, he's like, I want her to know that I love her. He wants to, he, he told her he wants to have like a, a father like relationship with me. And then he told her that um, he was going to heal me in unimaginable ways and then use me in unimaginable ways. So that was like my, I feel like one of the biggest things that I got from the first part of the week. Um, and then Saturday I was given the opportunity to help lead um, communion. Um, and right before then we were worshiping and I just, I had a moment of anxiety while I was on stage um, regarding a situation that was just taking place. And a professor of mine came over and she prayed over me and I just instantly felt kind of like a release from that. And I felt at peace for the first time in several months. Um, so for me, it's just been like a reminder of his love um, and healing, um, but also peace. God is telling me that I need to break down walls that I have inside myself. He's the only wall that I need for protection. I have difficulty a lot of times with trying to figure out how I see God. 
I don't have a great relationship with my father. I don't know what that really looks like. I've only seen other people's fathers being a father to them and kind of getting the idea of it, but not fully being able to experience that myself. I have had horrible experiences with people I've considered friends. And so having that, it's hard to think God's a friend because I know what friends can do. I know how people can treat people. But being able to see God as a protector, as a safety net kind of situation is what he's been telling me recently. At the beginning of this all, I was a little conflicted um, with what was happening. I was a little skeptical of if God was actually here and if he was actually moving. And through this time, God has shown me and talked to me in ways that I could never express. But one, one way I can try to express it is that with all my skepticism built out about what was happening at this revival, one thing that I can say that God is saying to me right now is that in the midst of all of your worries, all of your anxiety, in the midst of all your questions, I love you. I think that's what God keeps saying to me. And he keeps saying, focus on me. Focus on what I'm doing. Focus on me. And that has been a reoccurring thing that he's been saying to me as when I went into the space, I felt that I couldn't focus. And because I had all this worry and anxiety and skepticism built up that I couldn't focus on what God was doing. But it wasn't until I got into that space and focused on him and only him where I actually started to hear what he was saying. And I think that people in this place are finding healing with their questions. They have a lot of questions and I think they're they're getting them answered in multiple ways, but it's it's encouraging to see. What do you hope happens next? So what I hope happens next for myself is I hope my prayer life continues to change. I continue to go deeper. I hope I continue to go even more intentional with my word. I even sitting in Hughes like a couple of days, like I've even been more intentional and found new ways to read my Bible that have just opened so much. And it's just, I hope people, myself and others around me commit to consecrated lives. And I hope this brings about a life of holiness that is evident and that Jesus is glorified in my life and also others and on campus that you can just truly tell it's a body of believers. For me, just I hope I get the courage to go address situations that um, I have been involved in or hurt by for others. Well, and I also for me that I take what I've learned about myself um, and what I've learned from God and just go share that with as many people as I can. But also for others that they are touched by the spirit and then go share that with others. I really hope and pray that the people that are here and the people that have experienced this have the, the courage and the strength to leave and 
and start spreading what they have seen, what they have heard, and make room for more people to experience it as well, and like just spread God's word. Like this revival isn't just centralized to Asbury. It might have started here, but it's not meant to stay here. Like it needs to to spread. So my desire is for people to to continue to spread what they've heard, to give their testimonies like this, just to continue to spread the word to anyone in any way they can. Next, I hope people go out and spread what is happening. I hope that they don't bottle up what God has um, done in their life, and I hope they don't keep it to themselves. I hope that um, we all put it in our everyday lives, that God is present and God is good, and um, that his love is over all of us. Um, and that his love is in all of our hearts because Jesus truly does love us. Again, you have just heard the uh, testimonies from Salvationist students at Asbury and with what has happened with the outpouring and the revival. We want to give, a, again, a shout out to Majors Paul and Al McCain for the work that they did in putting this together, our boots on the ground there, uh, leading these leading these students. Also, we want to shout out Lily Bell, a student at Asbury University, for the video. Now, for the extended interviews, what you've just heard was a snippet from each of these students, but for the extended interview, the full interview, you'll want to check out uh, Peer Magazine on the socials. You'll see it linked on their YouTube videos, and also uh, the playlist is linked in the episode description below. Check out the full uh, uh, interviews for more. That'll be good stuff. Again, we thank the Lord for what he did and what he is doing and what he will continue to do. That's going to end this episode of the Battle Line podcast. Be sure to subscribe to Battle Line wherever you listen to podcasts and be sure to check out the Peer website at peermag.org. Follow Peer on all the socials at peer.magazine. Until next time, this has been the Battle Line podcast. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>